1: We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the president of the Regina Exhibition Association discusses Canada's Farm Show in June, which will be held in a virtual format because of the coronavirus. Tim Reed also gives us an update on the summer fair and aggravation this fall. Real Agriculture talks about a partial strike at the Port of Montreal today and the impact on Pulse Canada. We have a feature interview on Federated Co-op looking at a large biodiesel plant for the Regina area after buying the assets of True North Renewable Fuels. SGI wants to get a better idea on combine damage from picking up rocks and fallen metal parts in the field. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1 800 324 7778 and Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank 306 721 721. 6667. Canada's farm show in June will be going virtual in 2021 because of the coronavirus. Regina Exhibition Association President Tim Reed says the two day event will be June 16th and 17th. He says there will be a stacked lineup of speakers.
2: It's a two day virtual event, and obviously, we would have loved to be in person, but we just felt with what our province is facing right now COVID 19, it probably was just too early to be in a position to go forward with what we've normally done. So it is going to go virtual. Uh, it's All the details are at showcom and it's free to register and we're hoping people will take us up on that.
1: So what's all featured at the two-day event? Well, thanks for the question
2: on that. I think it's really exciting. It's very similar to what we've done in the past and we're obviously, we're, we're going to put it online in a fashion that you can access it live or you can access it post-fact. So if there's a session that you want to view or something that's of interest to you, you don't have to tune in because Although it will be live at the time, you can also go and grab it at a later date. But very similar to what we've done in the past, we'll have keynote and guest speakers. Um, those announcements are being made today, this afternoon actually, and we're really excited because we think there's some of the, the best minds that we have in our industry. We'll have our usual panel discussions, we'll have our ag talks, we'll have our innovation awards, and uh, obviously an opportunity to showcase our manufacturers and producers. And then, really excited that we'll also have our 24 hour ag tech challenge powered by cultivators so pretty much everything you come accustomed to seeing just less physical contact and more virtual
1: I see in one short list of guest speakers you have former Prime Minister Stephen Harper you've got former Premier Brad Wall so it sounds like you've got some really interesting people we do, without question. And we
2: recognize that these are really interesting times for everybody in any industry, let alone the agriculture industry. And, and we thought by bringing former Premier Brad Wall, as well as former Prime Minister Stephen Harper, just to share their knowledge and experience would be just invaluable at these times. So two of the best, in our view, as well as an incredible lineup of other speakers based on categories or based on knowledge and uh, lots to share through this virtual event.
1: I see you've got agrologist, uh, agriculture consultant, entrepreneur Robert Salk, but also you've got Lord Conrad Black. We do.
2: It's particularly where we talk about trade and we talk about export and we talk about working with the United States. Uh, He he brings such an interesting perspective with him. And so we're interested to what he'll have to share about trade and kind of the opening up of the global economies, but just some folks that we think will bring some interest to the table and some wisdom, as well as lots of knowledge.
1: And I see recovery from COVID is also a topic with the province's Minister of Agriculture, David Merritt. It is.
2: And Minister Merritt is such a champion of this program and, and such a champion of ours over the last number of years. And uh, obviously, you know, we're facing very different times within our province. And as we've all fought this battle of COVID-19 and stayed physically distant and done all the things that we should be. With vaccinations on the go, we need to talk about what recovery looks like. And uh, with agriculture at the heart of everything we do in our province, Minister Merritt, I think, is going to bring some incredibly impactful words of wisdom, but also some forward-facing projections around what we can anticipate and what we should expect.
1: Tell me about some of the panel discussion topics. a bit. they're quite interesting.
2: Well, they are, and they're really driven by, we're so fortunate to have a advisory committee that has helped us through this process, and they were the ones that really helped us make this decision that we have to go forward with the show this year. Uh, in addition to that, we also made the decision that this show doesn't necessarily need to be in person and it probably won't be able to be in person this year. And so we went back to our advisory committee, and we asked them to come up with a variety of talk- topics that they felt were... Applicable, current, relevant, and most importantly, that those in the industry would be interested in learning about. And so, if you go to our com, there is a strong overview of uh, most of the speakers, most of the topics and when and where they'll happen. So
1: really diverse range of speakers as well as topics and should be two good days of great content. Coming up, Reed discusses more about the farm show and plans for the summer fair and agribition. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Regina Exhibition President Tim Reed says Canada's farm show will be held in a virtual format on the internet this June. Reed says the two-day event will be June 16th and 17th. He says it will be free for those who register. There is no cost.
2: It's not, and I think that's a really important statement, is uh, this show obviously has wonderful partnership, and we can't thank our partners in Viterra enough. Uh, They really, as always, have come forward to say this show is important. And so our partners and our sponsors have held true. They've remained very engaged and connected to this show, and because of that, we're able to offer this for free. So just go online, register, share it with your friends. The more the merrier, and we want to make sure that as many people have the opportunity to engage with Farm Show as possible. But we also hope that the content that's created through this virtual show will allow us, to share with the global marketplace what our leading producers and agricultural manufacturers are doing so that we can generate business from these two days of this virtual show year-round and help connect the globe to our local economies in the agriculture industry.
1: Tim, I have to ask, usually there's a bit of an agriculture component during the summer fair. Is the summer fair going to be on at the end of July? It's a great
2: comment. I mean, we sure hope so. It's probably too early to predict. But with with all signs around vaccination showing positivity, although balancing that against the challenges that we're seeing with the variant, our primary focus has always been public health. But I will say we are planning as if this year's Queen City Exhibition is going to go forward. And uh, we're really optimistic that we'll see enough vaccinations and enough positivity in the marketplace that something around Queen City Exhibition will happen. And so right now, Farm Show is going to go virtual, but uh, we're hoping that some some of the summer events will go forward.
1: And also other events, uh, including Agribition, will be there?
2: Yeah, obviously working very closely with Chris Lane and his team at Agribition, and we'll put words in their mouth, but I can say on our side, certainly we're planning as if everything is going to go forward, and they're asking us lots of questions as if it's a normal year business. So we're certainly doing all the due diligence and work that we need to for those fall events to happen as well.
1: Care to explain what else you're hoping to bring to Regina, or is it too early?
2: Well, I, I think it. what I will say is we've seen a number of entertainment acts start to fall away. But uh, as we look at quarter three or quarter four of this year, lots of entertainment still at the Brand Center. Lots of entertainment, whether it's trade shows or conferences booking throughout the winter. So I think once we do recover from COVID-19, I think we're going to get back to business as usual. And, and what we're seeing from our partners in the U.S. that are starting to open up a little bit ahead of us is there's lots of pent-up demand and appetite to get back together and get back to those things that we love. Although it, we think it's a little bit premature to talk about coming together for Farm Show, we still want to make sure that that event stays in the marketplace. And it's really part of transitioning from fighting COVID-19 to uh, recovery from COVID-19 that I think is something we're all looking forward to.
1: Tim Reed is the president and CEO of Regina Exhibition Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia
0: and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your
3: realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaSchool.com. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio on Rural Radio 147, Sirius XM. I'm joined right now by Greg Northey. He's with Pulse Canada. He's the VP of Corporate Affairs. Never a dull moment in Canadian transportation. There's always something going on. And we have a partial strike starting today on Tuesday at the Port of Montreal. What exactly is going on here with the longshoremen and, and this reason for the partial strike?
4: Yeah, so the longshoremen and their employer have actually been out of, or they've been negotiating for 30 months. So they've been out of contract for 30 months. Um, last summer, um, they started a series of rolling strikes. We had 15 strikes in total last summer, at one point for 10 days in August. Uh, at that point, they signed a truce because they still weren't able to come to an agreement. And so we had a six month truce that ended in at the end of March. And now that truce ended, still within an agreement. And now uh, they're meant to be continuing to negotiate and the union decided uh, today that uh, they would start a partial strike. So they're not going to be working overtime starting this weekend, they won't work on weekends. Uh, and this was actually in response to the employer who said that they would no longer pay them uh, sort of their minimum, um, sort of a minimum salary. The previous arrangement with the longshoreman was that they, they had a guaranteed income no matter how many hours they worked. The employer uh, said that they would no longer have that because there's been so, so, so much less traffic going through Montreal that it didn't make sense to have a sort of a minimum guaranteed salary for the longshoremen. So it's a bit of a tit for tat, but either way, the position we're in right now is a partial strike.
3: Okay. So what does this mean for agriculture? What, what ag commodities are potentially impacted?
4: Yeah, so the Port of Montreal, uh, so anything that's going in containers through the Port of Montreal is impacted. Uh, so in that case, for grain, every year we see approximately about 1.5 to 1.8 million tons of, of grain move through the Port of Montreal in containers. Um, you've got soybeans, wheat, uh, obviously lentils that go through there, probably the three largest barley, the whole mix of, of, uh, of crops that go through there, uh, that are, that are impacted. Now,
3: yesterday, the Canadian manufacturers and exporters, the CME, put out a press release urging the federal government to intervene in this partial strike. A- any indication that that could happen?
4: Well, we hope so. Uh, there hasn't necessarily been an indication. The government has always uh, said that they would like to see the negotiation process you know, um, come to its conclusion with a with deal signed. But as I said, it's been 30 months. Uh, the situation we're in, quite frankly, is, is unacceptable in the timeline like that. Um, you know, we need this to end as soon as possible. It's impacting, it's quite frankly, it's been impacting traffic for two months because just the fear of putting anything through Montreal has been a problem. CNCP, as of tomorrow, will no longer even be serving the port of Montreal, so we won't even be able to send product there if we wanted to. Um, and it's got to the point now where... Um, we pride ourselves on wanting to be an agriculture superpower. If we can't even get, you know, a, one of our largest forests to function properly for uh, this p- length of period of time, it's just completely unacceptable. So hopefully the government's uh, listening and they're going to act on this because it's um, it's extremely damaging to the sector right now.
3: Yeah, this, You know, similar to when we had the railway blockades or we've had grain backlogs and things like that. It, always what comes up, you know, what are, what are our customers abroad? Think about our ability to predictably provide them with product when they need it. Absolutely,
4: it's, it's brutal. Like we're talking about markets here, Europe particularly, uh, South America. These are, in many cases, the Middle East, really high value markets. And you know the, the reason we serve them is because they have such high quality products. But part of that mix is the fact that we can, uh, we should be able to get them the, the products when they need it um, and when they want it and at this point now we can't do that you know so our international markets are just they can't believe that we've seen this slow motion train crash essentially happening for 30 months uh and now we're we're just in the in the thick of it and everyone's just shrugging their shoulders as far as as far as the government's concerned and it, and, it's, and it's a real problem and this kind of thing has long lasting long lasting damage.
3: This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your Agra weather
1: forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit MooseJawTruckShop.com. Today, 5 to 10 centimeters of snow and blowing snow today. Wind north 30, gusting to 50. The high, minus 3. Snow ending overnight, then cloudy, the low minus 6. Tomorrow, overcast. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high tomorrow, plus 1, the low minus 6. Thursday, partly cloudy, the high plus 6, the low minus 4. Friday, partly cloudy, the high plus 6, the low minus 5. Saturday, sunny, the high 10 degrees, the low minus 1. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high plus 8, the low minus 4. Monday, partly cloudy, the high plus 8. Normal high for this date is 12, the normal low minus 2. The sun rose at 6.08 this morning. It sets at 7.49 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot. For the second day in a row, Waseca at 6 degrees. The cold spot, Rock Glen at minus 6. And we have Estevan at minus 5. Saskatoon, plus 4. Swift Current, minus 1. Weyburn, minus 4. Yorkton, minus 5. In Regina with light snow, and it's blowing pretty hard, the snow here. It's minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. The streets are slushy. Winds are from the north at 40, gusting to 50. Humidity, 86%. The Bromita rising, 103.1. Moose Jaw, light snow, minus 4. Winds are from the north at 38. Once again, Regina, light snow and minus 4. That's 25 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring,
0: apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan, Canada, before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions. From Gowan, Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture
1: Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. A well-known Saskatchewan name is getting involved in the effort to build a large renewable diesel production facility in the province. Federated Co-op has purchased the assets of True North Renewable Fuels, which has been working on a plan to build a a 20,000-barrel-a-day facility in Regina. Federated Co-op's vice president of strategy, Pam Skotnitsky, says the purchase is a good fit for her business.
5: The concept that they have uh, definitely is of interest to us. Uh, They really looked at uh, some key relationships that they established in generating the idea. We see the real opportunity to take it from concept stage to actual execution. So uh, we certainly have the manufacturing facilities, the expertise, the distribution network, retail sites, And an organization that's committed to the communities and we've got loyal customers that are committed to us. So all of those ingredients enable us to take it from idea stage, we believe, to actually make it uh, something real.
1: The 2019 purchase of the Terragrain Fuels ethanol plant in Belle Plaine was the gas component of FCL's renewable fuel strategy. The True North project would be the diesel component.
5: We are taking a close look to determine what fuel demand will be going forward. We see that there are changes in the fuel mix that will be there going forward, but diesel has a fairly long runway and a slow decline. So we'll need to take a step back and verify that the 20,000 barrel per day capacity is the right size for our facility.
1: Scott Nitzky talks about the next step.
5: So we're just concluding our pre-engineering and design and then we will move into the engineering and design stage and then you make decisions. So as far as these are large capital investments, from decision points to actual construction and bringing production online, we're talking about a four-year timeline.
1: The True North proposal centres on Regina, which is also home to the existing co-op refinery complex. However, all options will be considered.
5: There are definitely some synergies that can be realized by co-locating it close to the refinery complex, so we will definitely take a look at that, but we're not ruling out a greenfield development located elsewhere at this point.
1: A 20,000 barrel a day renewable diesel plant could use up to 1 million tons of canola oil per year, but may also use soy oil, animal fats, and used cooking oil. You're tuned to
0: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM.
1: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. SGI wants to get a better handle on the types of damage foreign objects like rocks, branches, or pieces of metal can do to a running combine. The insurance company is making a video for its adjusters with assistance of the Sask Polytech Agricultural Equipment Technician Program in Saskatoon. SGI donated a salvage combine but before the filming started the combine had to be properly prepared. Chris Thompson is the head of the Ag Equipment Tech Program.
6: We pulled the interior thrashing components out, we painted them all corresponding colors and we put it back together. We kind of documented all the interior damage We painted it we put it all back together and then we mounted a a bunch of gopros we got six gopros mounted in in the machine we have a bunch of led lighting to try to light it up so we can potentially see where these pieces go and what happens to them and what kind of damage they cause
1: a spring-loaded mechanism was also built to safely inject the com the objects into the combine
6: we made a cannon that uh, would launch these chunks of steel and branches and chain and cable into the front of the combine. It was a twin rotor combine, so we sectioned off one rotor from the other. So there's two longitudinal rotors. We sectioned them off so we would know what pieces went through which side of the rotor.
1: The objects were launched into the combine during a single day in late February. We
6: invited SGI staff in, and we cordoned off the area and used COVID protocols as we do, we ingested probably 20 different pieces of rocks and roots and components that you would find in a field, like a seating point from an air drill or parts that break off of a feeder chain or pickup fingers, random pieces of steel. We put a roller chain through there, a pretty good-sized 5-foot piece of roller chain, and uh, that caused significant damage just as it went through, and audibly it was a huge thing. So we haven't picked that up on the GoPro footage yet, but it'll be
1: there somewhere. Thompson says about 75% of the work is done, with the remainder occurring in June when classes are over and the SAS Poly instructors have more time.
6: We need to take the call mine apart. We need to inspect and determine which chunks cause which damage, and then we'll photograph that damage. We'll kind of put it together as a presentation to SGI that says, you know, this is the video that we've got. This is the piece that went through. We should be able to tag it to what kind of damage happened. And then SGI can use that for knowledge base with their their new adjusters and existing adjusters. And we'll use it for training uh, with all of our students.
1: Chris Thompson is the head of the Ag Equipment Tech Program at SAS Polytech in Saskatoon. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Market Update brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by SAS Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit sasspork.com. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. canola rose twelve ninety at six eighty one sixty seven number one red spring wheat went up seventy four cents at two eighty six seventy two The rest were unchanged durham three fourteen sixteen feed barley two sixty seven sixty eight flax seven hundred thirty dollars forty seven cents lentils six fifty eight fifty oats two hundred nine dollars fifty three cents yellow peas three eighty three seventy Feed wheat 238.84. The Minneapolis spring wheat May futures are up five and a half cents this morning at $6.48 and a quarter cents a bushel.
0: It's the Livestock Reports
1: on the Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842 4574. And now, the latest livestock quotes.
7: This is the market report for the Waver and Livestock Exchange for the week of April 13th. Our last regular sale was on March 31st. D1 and D2 cows sold from 82 cents to 92 cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.81. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.05 to $1.20. We had a pre-certed calf sale here on Monday. The weather was miserable, but the market was great. In fact, one of the buyers commented on how high it was, words I cannot use on the radio. 450 to 500 pound stairs averaged $2.46 and sold it to $2.58. 500 to 550 pound stairs averaged and sold up to $2.58. 550 to 600-pound steers averaged $2.35, and sold up to $2.48. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $2.27, and sold up to $2.40. 6.50 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $2.15 and sold up to $2.30. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold up to $2.15. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.80 and sold up to $1.98. Heifers were about 20 to 30 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group a group of 500-pound grasser steers at $2.58 a pound. A group of 550-pound black steers at $2.43 a pound. A group of 600-pound black steers at $2.40 a pound. A group of 650-pound exotic steers at $2.24 a pound. A group of 700-pound canned steers at $2.14 a pound. A load of 800-pound exotic steers at $1.92 a pound. And a load of 890-pound exotic steers at $1.77 a pound. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange the market that gets cattle, and the prices too.
1: And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Hams sold
6: 7,900 hogs Monday, selling a range of 221 to 241 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,400 head, selling a range of 222 to 236 per ckg. Hams number one sows this week are selling the range of 70 to 77 cents per pound live weight. Hams cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down six basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2553. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.60 cents U.S.
1: Coming up, the Resource Report.
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM.
1: Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg, and SMHI. Landowners, SMHI provides continuous coverage at cost. Contact your RM office today. Municipal Hale, farmers, insuring farmers. SAS Power is getting a big boost from the Saskatchewan government. The Mo government has announced a $50 million capital stimulus grant to SAS Power to ensure system remains reliable and build distribution capacity. The Power Grid Renewal Grant will enable SAS Power to invest a record $272 million in the coming fiscal year it's to replace and improve its aging transmission and distribution infrastructure. The grant will enable SAS Power to do additional infrastructure sustainment work and fast-track current projects. SAS Power Minister Don Morgan says a reliable power grid is crucial to ensure safety and maintain a strong economy. This year's record investment is 62% higher than the five-year average. The work involves replacing wood poles, line rebuilds, replacing underground cable, and converting streetlights to LED in towns and villages. SAS Power has the second largest network of all Canadian utilities, with 157,000 kilometres of distribution and transmission lines. SAS Power has the fewest customers per kilometre of line than any other Canadian utility. On the markets, the TSX is up one point at 19,202. The Dow fell 175 points at 33,572. Oil is up 38 cents at $60.08 a barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up 14 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.73 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada.